Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Oh my God, welcome back. You know, I really got to figure out a way to have us not all stare at each other while the intro music plays. So maybe I'll make a video <laughs> for next time. Welcome to Fraudwire. I'm Cena Gazdevi. Justin Williams is here with us in the virtual studio. Justin, how are you? I'm very good, Cena. How are you? I'm fantastic. It's good to see you. We've got two wonderful guests with us today. Comedian seen on TV, heard regularly on Sirius XM, and performs all over the world. Luke Thayer. Thank you for being on the show, Luke. Oh, thank you for having me. I just did the show so I could have someone read my intro. That's the only reason I did it. <laughs> I need validation. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And I just want to thank you again for doing all that production design work for your background, getting all that crazy shit out of it. I mean, it's it really, you put in the effort and we appreciate it. It's when you get a, you hire a pro, you get a pro. That's what happens. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. We put the production level number one here on Frosters. Uh, Mackenzie Brennan is with us. She's a public interest lawyer who is currently fun employed by choice, by choice. Mackenzie, it's good to have another lawyer in the room. You know, we both can call ourselves that, even if nothing else suggests. Technically, we can call <laughs> ourselves. We can. I don't know about you, but we can also call ourselves in debt. As you well. know, if uh, the fun employment awesome. continues, I will be joining you shortly. So. <laughs> Fantastic. Fantastic. Guys, it's so great to have all of you here. We've got a bunch of great stories. Uh, big ups to the Discord that we have. If you check out Fra at Fraudsters LPN, uh, then we you can check out um, our Discord. Join us. A lot of the stories you'll hear today are people that that's, uh, posted in the Fraudwire channel. And so we got the chat up here. Uh, GD Cheddar says Esquire is coming through. That's exactly right. We are rocking it out on Twitch, on YouTube, on Twitter, everywhere. We're back on the last podcast network, Twitch, which is a huge, huge boon for us. We could, we need all the help we can get as far as people <laughs> listening to Justin and I talk every week. Uh, but let's get right into it here, huh? Have you guys seen... The documentary, Be Sweet, about the Fundamentalist Church of Latter-day Saints and Warren Jeffs. Have you guys have talked about this? Have you heard about this? Have, are you guys talking about it at the water cooler? <laughs> <laughs> you, you're asking a 
comedian and an unemployed lawyer if they've been around the water cooler. We don't have to do, friends right? or colleagues. <laughs> I'm up to date on you don't all just, uh, the you know, Oh, just popping in, popping in. Did you just check out that game last night? No, none of that happening. None of that is no. happening. Well, we're going to talk about this doc that came out a little bit ago, but uh, Mackenzie brought this up, and I thought it was like a really great topic because a lot of times the cult stuff is squarely in the last podcast on the left world but when it comes to the financial side of things these kind of manipulation and, and the sexual coercion and the the financial fraud really falls over to us as well uh warren jeffs is like the prophet of a group that's like a offshoot of the mormons uh mackenzie do you want to actually just give us a little bit of a rundown of the flds sure. i don't want to screw it up I'm an uneducated former Muslim, so you know, I don't want to do anything. I don't want to give myself the dubious distinction of like being the one closest to the FLDS. Um, but <laughs> you just escaped. Is that right? I, did. I cut from my there. hair off. We're I'm great. So you're safe. <laughs> Ditched my husband. He's 85. Um, so I am at least the only connection I can boast is that um, I'm from Arizona and I have been to their little weird nook, which is called Colorado City, even though it's in Arizona and you can only get to it through Utah. So that is my connection. That's how they trick yeah, you. Right. <laughs> um, and I went when I was about 15, wasn't married, of course, and got a lot of really weird looks from the like 15 year old prairie dressed hair braided girls with their babies because they were around the same mm-hmm. age. So. That, um, that is a great introduction to what the FLDS is. And so FLDS is fundamentalist Latter-day Saints as opposed to standard Mormon, which is Latter-day Saints. And for the last ugh, 30 plus years, it's been run by the Jeffs family. Um, and they, we'll just say they traffic in marrying many people and specifically, most troublingly, marrying young girls to older men. Um, Warren Jeffs's dad did a lot of that. Um, and also the men in power can like steal wives away. So even the more consensual, uh, like love match marriages, those aren't safe either. Um, we'll get into it, but there's a lot of many different types of corruption going on here. Um, both financial and sexual. And so you see in this documentary series, um, a lot of the marriage coercion, which is obviously, you know, falls under rape law all by itself. And usually that's how they get these guys. Um, but it also, there's a lot of contracting and financial manipulation going on too. Um, so yeah, yeah, Warren Jeffs was arrested and is now in prison. Warren Jeffs, he was arrested and he's in prison for 20 years uh, for, I believe, sexual assault. Uh, whoever thought if you run like a polygamous a cult <laughs> where you're marrying off children, uh, the government will frown that's upon that. Uh, but yeah. what, what I think that's how they get you. you this is supposed to be America. Yeah. It's supposed to be a free country. Um, <laughs> Jeff's what I find interesting, though, is that Jeff made his money mostly through uh, real estate and construction. And he owned over a hundred million dollars worth of property by 2006. Uh, along with the FLDS, Warren had property in several states and major towns in Arizona and Utah. Yeah, Mackenzie, go ahead. I did want to. So I learned that part of this hundred million dollars worth of real estate might not have even been by his own creation, because it sounds like that was also held in a trust that was many decades old that was supposed to be held for the benefit of FLDS members. So everybody. But then 
recently it came out that he was abusing the trust as well because he was kind of using it since all the homes and the property that these people lived in was held under that trust. Thus, he wasn't making it. He just kind of like inherited it. He would use that to punish dissenters and be like, we're taking your house now because technically the church's trust owns it. So a little bit iffy as to whether he actually earned that through construction and real estate or if it was Mm. just like an inherited piece of the religion. Listen, if you're going to run that many weddings <laughs> and marriages, you got to pay for them. Luke, go ahead. I think that it's if you to be fair to him, yeah. right? If you break, <laughs> yeah, let's do if it. you break, Please. break it all up money wise by each wife, mm. it's only sixty four dollars per wife. That's true. So that's you true. Can't live wow. on that. Come Thank on. you. We need to help <laughs> him. <That's> out. <laughs> I like I like it that he literally abused the trust of his community. <laughs> How about it? But you know, you know, it's the it's he must uh, the FLDS uh, has rules that are probably similar to in prison. Uh, prison, I think Warren Jeffs is finding out because also in prison, your monogamous relationship aren't safe if an elder member of the community desires your mate. <laughs> That's very true. And they have a, a carton of cigarettes. <laughs> your mind, and now. you have to like buy basic necessities over and over again. You're not entitled to them. Yeah, it's a lot of parallels. Yeah, <laughs> you know. The other thing that that the Jeffs did, and then the chat's talking about this as well, is that the he they made a lot of money in construction, and so we talked about the trafficking. They would traffic the boys that were working for the FLDS across the country to work on construction sites. And if you're if you're a contractor, so much of your money is going to just paying for labor. So if you have cheap, mm. albeit semi-slavery type they labor, you can make a lot yeah. of money. Yeah. I can't believe it. There's I can't imagine where. This guy got this idea. From. It's almost like huh. I can't. Just trying to think. Maybe we'll figure. Well, that it out. sounds like this yeah, has only recently come back to bite him too. Because when I was like trying to update myself on what's the newest scandal in the FLDS world, there was a story from October 2021 where the next Jeffs who came to power, which was Lyle Jeffs had to pay something like $11 million in damages for back wages and child labor law violations because he was making all these boy children do construction work for years and years and obviously not paying them but getting money from it. So now he owes wages to all the kids that he worked. So <laughs> thankfully it's all This guy all would be a great numbers. comedy club owner, by the way. <laughs> he would be the best comedy club owner. He just owner. picked the wrong industry. He'd right in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny you say that, Luke, because he also made all the FLDS members pay fees to the church. So you got to pay. You got to pay your two drinks even when you're performing. Uh, but these these FLDS members had to pay five hundred to a thousand dollars each every month. Where did so they get the money? There's no telling where that money was going. Like, where are they yeah, getting? They're, they're working for. Well, it's very similar to the sex cult that we covered last season, where they would force the people in the cult to work for the cult, get paid by the cult, and then pay the money back into the cult so they could continue to be in the cult. So it's like the illusion of payment, <sighs> at how least, it all works. That like you're paying, at least it looks like you're paying out, and then it's a separate payback rather than just like we're not going to give you anything. Yeah, I suppose so. And and apparently the Jeffs have also defrauded the government by using the Supplemental Nutritional Assistance Program, SNAP, which helped those in need to buy food through government-provided debit cards, according to the, a 2016 indictment by Utah's Attorney General. Man, how fucked up do you have to be to get Utah's Attorney General to be pissed at you? <laughs> they got Utah, Texas, and Arizona all upset with them, which really, like, 
kind of hard to do. Awful, man. Because <laughs> in the documentary, like a lot of the law enforcement people are even like, you know, we thought they were just polygamists. Isn't that enough of a problem? And like the child <laughs> marriages were not a secret. Issue? They're like, you know, if they want to do their own thing in the church, they, you know, you marry a 16-year-old. My mother was 16 when she got married. Like, it's great. Like, a lot of people kind of turned their heads until, I guess, it got more national attention and some of the victims started escaping and speaking out because, like, so many cults, that was part of it, too. They would keep everybody. <laughs> they should have just called them liberals, and then those states would have gone right <laughs> after them immediately. They would have yeah. just destroyed them. They would have eaten them alive. <laughs> so apparently what they did with these SNAP funds is it's very diabolical what they did. is uh, they uh, So the Utah Attorney General alleged that the non-authorized people were directed to buy food using SNAP. So those are federal funds, right? Uh, and the food items were placed into a shared storehouse <laughs> run by FLDS before distributing them by FLDS-run businesses. So they would buy it and then set, resell the food. <laughs> Members were forced to purchase food items only at these businesses. So the FLDS essentially made profits from free food through money laundering. So that they would get their <laughs> own people to buy the food that they got the government to pay kind of for. Good. Kind of a good scheme. It's like... I mean, that's guys. This is the whitest mafia ever. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They they turn welfare into wholesale, which is pretty cool. It's really innovative. I I will say, yeah, if they're wanted in four states for welfare fraud, that means Brett Favre needs to step his game up. He's only wanted in Mississippi. He's, you know, he only crushed Mississippi's records for fraud. Uh, Luke, I want to get to some religious stuff here. You're the son of a minister. First, tell me, what did your father minister? (laughs) Um, not this stuff. Like, this, <laughs> I feel like I, all of a sudden, whoa, every whoa. eyeball and twist turns I don't to want me. A brush. Like, uh, yeah. yeah, oh, really? Yeah. What's your last? What was his last name? Well, whenever something happens in, in like the Middle East, people are like, "Cena, please tell us all of the things." <laughs> yes. And so now it's my turn. Yes, you turn I'm it up right back with on. A, with a broad brush, Luke, you know these people, or you may not be one, but you know them, right? Go ahead, Luke. For, first of all, these I feel like nobody knows these guys. The F, the FLDS. Like, first of all, um, not to offend any LDS members, Please. but Mormonism is not okay. hugely practiced. It's a pretty small group to begin with. And then you get FLDS. That is just the Jeff's family. Got it. That's basically it, right? Like now it like, is. Yeah, I, th- I think it used to have like it used to be somebody else, but it's basically them and their spouses and friends. Yeah, which that by the yeah, way, that's like ten thousand people. Just that family. Yeah, someone in the chat said uh, on YouTube, uh, Trinite said the uh, the Jeffs took it over from Leroy yes. Johnson. Which I, is that a yeah, joke? I know, right? That's gotta it's be not, a joke. Though. That's not. That's, <laughs> there's no way that's, there is a white man in Utah named Leroy yeah. Johnson. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds yeah. like a character from Mel Brooks's movie where it's like, what? What is the stereotypical black man's name that we need to come up with? It's yeah. Leroy Johnson, yeah. played by Cleavon Little. Okay, <laughs> that, that's yeah, that's a black guy from the seventies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Go ahead. Sorry, Luke. Go ahead. Hey, let's just skip over me and my religious background <laughs> and do, do the jokes yeah. about Leroy. <laughs> well, but Luke, I mean, you know, growing up, what was that like growing up the son of a minister? What he was just, I'm guessing it was like a more moderate uh, Christian faith of something. Yeah. Kind. The closest thing probably to a broad audience would be evangelical. That would mm. be the closest thing. It was more conservative probably than some of that. Uh, but 
it, that that's the closest thing that people probably will be able to relate to if they don't have a basis of nuance with the different denominations. Oh, so there was like a subgenre of evangelicalism that he practiced or that you practiced? There, oh, there's uh, it's so fractured across uh, the Christian faith that Got it. it's you know I. If you're a Catholic, for example, uh, which we don't have a lot of those in Indiana where I'm from, we have real Christians. So, like, I don't. <laughs> that's, a, that's also a thing I never understood, like the Christian and Catholic right. thing. I've oh, always gotten that confused. No, but the, I think if you're Catholic, you just view everyone that's not Catholic as Protestant. Got yeah, it. But Protestants have found ways to absolutely hate each other, too. So, like, it, it, uh, most, I would say most Protestant. Uh, faiths would just view Catholics as almost not Christians at all, almost like a pagan religion. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And then within the Protestant uh, umbrella, you have people, uh, you know, groups that are much closer to uh, Catholicism, like the Church of England or something like that, where it's like, hey, we're Catholics with divorce. Right. Yeah. Got it. And yeah. then you get all the way down to, you could have, uh, churches and denominations splitting over you guys sing we don't sing you use a piano we only do acapella and they come up with verses to like say why that's what god would have them do now i grew up in one uh, uh, like the churches that i went to uh it was much more of like if the bible says it fine if it doesn't we're not going to have like a fight over it. So we don't care like what songs you're singing or what instruments you're using or anything like that. Uh, but if the new Testament, by the way, says you can only have like one wife, you can only have one wife. Like, whereas like the Got old it. Testament might, you know, there's more people having multiple wives. And then I guess if you believe in the book of Mormon, then you believe again that you can have multiple wives. But nobody seems to want multiple husbands, by the way. Do you ever notice but that? Like, they might want no, it, but they're no not really, ever want. They're not given. I don't think. I don't think women even want one husband yeah, after they've had sometimes. it. They don't want to add guys to this mix. <laughs> I mean, yeah. If they only were more inclusive when they wrote these weird books <laughs> back in the day. I have a question that <laughs> no. I wonder if anybody here can answer. Maybe Luke, because you at least know these religious denominations. Yes, he's the expert. He knows yes. all of. So, these like, things. Book of Mormon is that. <laughs> an addendum to the new testament or is it a re because there are like christian themes it's i i would think that it would be a stretch to call it addendum because it was it's kind of like how you know sometimes we'll have a great movie like snow white or uh snow white's a bad example oh, yeah. like could i pick the whitest <laughs> <laughs> Disney has like a disclaimer on this movie on their own channel. I'm like, let me pick one that they, you know, that all the kids can yeah. get behind here. A great movie like, you know, Song of the South. <laughs> Song of the South, you yeah. know. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I saw this disclaimer. I My kid put on Aladdin yeah. the other night and it said like, this has this has like really problematic. And I was like, oh, I could have used this, you know, 15, 30, 20 years ago. Well, then they play the same you movie. know what's weird about the Song of the South is Leroy Johnson is the main character. Which is, yeah. we, can, we can't even have this on Disney anymore. So, you know, let, let me pick a different one. Lion King. Okay. You got Lion King. And then God, like okay. 25 years later, they're like, Lion King part two. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have any of the voice actors. It's drawn in a different style and it goes straight to like video. And you're like, what is this? Got this it. is not like 
that one. That would be like the Book of Mormon where it's like, oh, it was written, you know, 1,870 years after it's the recent, last writing. Right? It's like within the last it's, it's the, the, the subject material is yeah. reset. It, take, it takes place in like frontier America. Yeah. There are like Native yeah. Americans in it and like... <laughs> John like it's Wayne like Ameri- it's like it's early American history, but then just like uh, there's a prophet in it. Mel yeah. Brooks doesn't play like a Native American. <laughs> no, he's not in this one. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio, and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, have you heard the Virginia Lottery has a new Willy Wonka golden ticket scratcher that has a top prize of $100,000? Tell that to my automated golden ticket scratcher apparatus. You simply put the ticket in here and the machine scratches it for you. And while we wait, we can play the Willy Wonka golden ticket online game with a top prize of $1 million. Just visit VALottery.com or use the lottery app. That's one impressive scratcher apparatus. Use it whenever. What's mine is yours. But hands off the scratcher. That Willy Wonka golden ticket is all mine. I, I invited more ministries in my house because I was like, this is fucking awesome. You know, I was like, tell me like more about this. Because it's like they have like, you know, there's like pictures in it. And it's just like Jesus, like with corn wow. and like so Cher- he Cherokee he people. Actual photographs. He doesn't mean drawings. Justin <laughs> like means photographs. Yeah. In this book. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's incredible. That's incredible. I mean, uh, chat said Napcat nine six one seven says ex Mormon oh, here. Thank you. Book of Mormon is the new is the New Testament to the New Testament. It's the adventures of Jesus in America, which kind of makes okay. sense mm-hmm. at least from watching the documentary. These uh, the FLDS people seem real trippy, but I also want to like take a step <laughs> back and think about this idea generally of like cultural relativism, like how much fundamentalism are we supposed to are be like willing to accept in America? We want people to be able to like live and do their things, right? But like what level of fundamental, what's the line here? It's almost never Mackenzie? good. I mean, are you asking like, what is my opinion or what is the law saying? Because <laughs> the law is like, <laughs> as long as it calls itself oh, religion, do your thing, we don't ask questions. Yeah. But me personally, I think nothing sure. good comes out of fundamentalism pretty much in any sect. I mean, Sorry. Um, yeah. But those, so those are Luke. two very divergent takes. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, no, that's the, the, the practice of law <laughs> hmm. gets well, you to confront that. Uh, would you mind turning off Mackenzie's camera right now, please? <laughs> that's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. You're going to sick your dad on me. <laughs> <laughs> Luke, what yeah. do you think about this idea? Oh, gosh, you know. <sighs> I think that if you are a true follower of Jesus, and I, I don't know if you can throw the Mormons in this or not, maybe the ex-Mormon. Uh, first of all, I mean, Mormons feel like the Godfather part three of this whole thing. Yeah. Right. You know, part yeah, one, really part are. two they are amazing. And then you're like, oh, Sophia Coppola, why is she in this? I feel like that's, was it Joseph Smith that's in it? You're like, oh, he's the yeah. Sophia Coppola of this whole thing. <laughs> so um, it's, I think if you're a true follower of Jesus, 
the idea is that if you follow this path, you're you're willingly accepting the this way of living. And if you do not willingly accept this way of living, then the rules don't apply to you. You you do your own thing. Now there's consequences to all of that, but it's not a uh, something that you coerce somebody into. Yeah, the consequences come later, right? Like that's not really for us to dole out in that theory that it's more, you know, someday you'll get yours from someone else kind of idea. Yeah. Now in practice, that does not usually translate (laughs) because people usually get very upset about somebody else not following the rules that they have put on themselves. (laughs) So, which I get it. I, I was run I was mad at a guy riding his scooter on the sidewalk today. Like oh, he opted out oh. of those rules, but I That's didn't. That's against the law. Did you clothesline this person? <laughs> I would have I hate that stuff. I turn into immediately crotchety yeah. old man when I see that. Yeah. It's just we unsafe. All live in this society. It's unsafe. Mm-hmm. There are mm-hmm. children walking this sidewalk. Justin, what do you think about this cultural relativism? How 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 much fundamentalism should we be cool mm-hmm. with in America? I have prayed with the Mujahideen of Afghanistan. <laughs> I have spent years in the caves with the hermits of Turkey. I have practiced with the Shaolin monks for many generations. So my fundamentalism is that there is no fundamentalism. That it is all the great spirit through which other people give you a peek of all of its wonderful glory. <laughs> Thank you, uh, Nation of Islam. I know, I actually thought you were in Newark right now. I thought you were going to include the Honorable Elijah Muhammad in this. Uh, <laughs> but also, I'm into the one where I get to have sex a lot. So I'm in this new religion where um, I get to um, like get organize a community, and then I have sex with all of them. That's the that's, FLDS. That, that, that's, you've just yeah. entered the FDL. No, 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 but I, but but like they have to be adults. I'm not oh, into the jamane. Yeah, so you're oh, starting a new sex cult. Fu- is what's happening. <laughs> There's a, not only am I against child sex exploitation, but anytime uh, a, a woman under the age of like 21 has a lot of makeup on, like that John Bonet Ramsey oh, face really yeah. scares the crap out of <laughs> me. Oh, Jesus. That's really yeah, scary yeah. stuff. Yeah, I, I agree with you. A MILF cult would be the way to go. I yeah. think that's really the safest, <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. most accepted. Who's going to gonna be, get upset at uh, that? C-section scars. Yeah. You need, yeah. <laughs> this one's called auntie for some reason. Like, you know, that's the kind of I love that. Because <laughs> they can want. definitely consent and they probably aren't going to be financially yeah. dependent because yeah. they have their, yeah, that's great. And they could teach you something. You they, you yeah. know, they teach you how to love. They're like, wait a minute. Now slow down, honey. I got that bad hip. <laughs> <laughs> great. I think you're onto something. What do you guys think is like the most troubling part of this whole thing, Mackenzie? What What is the worst I'm go part with the child of this fucking. thing? <laughs> like the, yeah. the that's yeah. it. That's gonna right? take my first slot there, so to speak. Um, I well, so one of the interesting things about the religious based cults that is worth drawing a distinction on is that you do get a lot more freedom from the government because of that darn First Amendment, if what your cult is organized under is like a religion that's recognized. So that's why the FLDS, you know, they committed a whole lot of contractual fraud and like financial abuses. And even now it turns out that like 
the cities that they own are going to get decertified or something because they've been depriving non-FLDS people of basic utilities and police service and water and things like that. So they do a lot of really fraudulent stuff that would raise eyebrows in any other organized group. But because they, the government like kind of willfully puts blinders on when you are working under the auspices of a religion, it's only when they get to these like, Jesus Christ, you were marrying like 114 year olds type of abuses that they really have to pay the piper, so to speak. But then you compare Nexium, which was more of an MLM type sex and MLM cult. Sex cult. Yeah. yeah, sure. And they weren't under a religion, of course. And so it was a lot easier to get them on, you know, not only the sexual abuses, but things like you promised this in a contract, but maybe there was like fraud and duress and inducing people to sign up for this and you took their money and you didn't give them something in exchange that you got them under fraud laws. Yeah. And I think that when you don't have to pay the government taxes, uh, the government's just not going to be watching you that well, much. If you owe the government yeah. money, they will probably find Maybe that is it. Stuff. Yeah. I think, remember when the Pennsylvania thing came out, uh, that whole report about the Catholic mm. Church and how they like, you know, hid all the, the children that they <laughs> raped and everything. Uh, we were on Sirius, Justin. I think maybe you and I were together then, but I was screaming for removing the tax right? exempt status of the Catholic Church. I mean, I think that's the way to do it. Make all these people pay taxes and back taxes yes. for all that stuff because they've ruined generations of people because of this stuff. And and who's more vulnerable than children? And in this case, you have gen- these people had like if you let, watch this doc. Some of these people have over 60 siblings. Yeah. Like this is this is like this is shit is insane. Like just the lack of attention. You don't have a classroom with more than 30 kids in it. I mean, you have point. a family yeah. with over 60. And then the moms are like this teenagers is, is, themselves. So it's not like they're getting parental attention yeah. from the one dad and the child moms. So I, you know. Yeah. But I think yeah, that's yeah, a Warren great point. Is definitely get rid of that tax loophole. They're not. Yeah. yeah. Warren Jeffs is actually on the list. Like if you look up uh, like people with the most children in really? history, it's like it's like Genghis Khan. It's like all the great like, <laughs> like rapists and conquerors oh in history. But but it's actually people from this sect of Mormonism are like all the contemporary ones, all the ones from like the like late 1800s to like the present are all people no. from uh, th- this wing. Of the faith, because you know, they they're the only people with like 200 kids in the last, you know, maybe Elon Musk, couple hundred years of American history. Yeah. This is insane. All right. Well, I think and we've Nick talked Cannon. about. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's true. <laughs> Nick Cannon, number three, coming in at a strong third place. Nick Cannon is <laughs> going strong. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I want to pivot a little bit away from this gross stuff, uh, but it's still dealing with vulnerable children. There's uh, just came out an indictment today, uh, and I believe uh, Cake from our Discord told us about this, the largest COVID fraud to date. Uh, and it's called the Feed Our Future uh, is the nonprofit organization. Federal charges have been brought against 47 people in mm. Minnesota who were allegedly connected to a sprawling $250 million fraud, the same amount that Deshaun Watson has paid to play quarterback (laughs) for the Cleveland Browns, and uh, have over 50 women um, be victims of him. Anyways, COVID-19, there's a $250 million fraud of COVID-19 childhood nutrition relief funds via the nonprofit Feeding Our Future. 
Uh, and no, Sean King was not involved in this, Justin. I know that's probably where <laughs> our heads went first. But the alleged scheme, which remains under investigation, is the largest case of uh, fraud case in the United States related to the pandemic aid dollars. We always heard about like PPP money going everywhere. This is actually the king of it all. As outlined in the charging documents, the defendants devised and carried out a massive scheme to defraud the federal child nutrition program. The defendants obtained, misappropriated, and laundered millions of dollars in program funds that were intended as reimbursements for the cost of serving meals to children. So this nonprofit would work with restaurants in different places. They would uh, pay for meals for needy kids. And then the government would be like, oh, you paid for meals? Tell us how many meals did you guys serve out? And they'd be like, you know, uh, 200. And then they'd be like, okay, here it is. But these people didn't just do 200 meals. They said they did 6,000 meals a month. And so they were making hundreds of millions of dollars. The potential, uh, so early on when this happened, uh, the potential fraud that they're now charged for got flagged by the Minnesota Department of Education in 2020. So even amidst like how this was all going on, the federal government lowers the rules and the standards for how you report these things. And then the Department of Education in Minnesota was like, I don't think this is right. There's not that many kids there. And so an FBI investigation got started in spring of 21. And in early 2022, Attorney General Keith Ellison moved to block the nonprofit from dissolving because mm. everything was going to shit uh, and asked the court to supervise the organization's disbanding as his office investigated the claims of fraud. This is a quarter of a billion dollars. That money is staggering. I mean, people either complain about too much regulation or not enough. Honestly, though, which is best? Where do we need oversight and or is, is the idea of oversight even just a fool's errand, frankly, and that, that fraudsters will always find a way no matter what's happening? Luke? Yeah, for, I think the answer is a secret shopper. Like, just send a kid <laughs> to go in line and be like, hey, there's only 12 of us in line here. So. Yeah. <laughs> that's when you blow up their yeah. spot. I that's that's the way to go. I get those. My dad gets those secret shopper emails, and he asks me if they're if he should do it or not. I'm like, Dad, no, please don't do those. Things. Stay home. Oh, I've wanted retired. to do them so badly. I want like to do that. Yeah. Uh, Wait, how do you do that? But, oh, yeah. I, I think you just get a scam oh, email from somebody, yeah. and then you sign okay. up. <laughs> oh, look out! Yeah. By, by the way, uh, this one, I feel like this one's a borderline scam because the name of it was Feeding Our Future. They didn't say we're feeding yeah, oh, your future. A, we're feeding yeah. our future. Great point. So is it a scam? Yeah, They're pretty right. direct about it. They're like, this yeah. isn't for the kids. It's for us. <laughs> well, they have to call it, we're taking your money. That's the name of our uh, yeah. philanthropy Full disclosure, uh, organization. Yeah. Yes. Philanthropic. Oh, I'm I'm just she, a hick from Indiana. It's, it's really hard for me to pronounce words. So... <laughs> <laughs> but they actually didn't lie because for all their promotional videos they just sent out the scene from hook where all the kids are eating invisible food <laughs> <laughs> bangerang yeah, that's okay. the problem Fantastic. they serve 60 kids but 6,000 meals were thrown in a food fight so <laughs> yeah that's exactly if they didn't waste all yeah of they didn't say they ate the meals <laughs> They were sold at a Warren Jeffs owned White Castle in uh, rural Utah. One of the things that that happened during this, which was it's a very uh, 
like a classic fraudster move that we've seen is that at one point the Department of Education said we're not sending you guys any more money. This there's something suspect going on here. And in November of 2020, uh, feeding our future. They sued the Department of Education for failing to timely process its application for new and existing (laughs) food sites. Yeah, they claim discrimination (laughs) because these are all uh, I believe they're all like a lot of them are Muslim uh, based things. So they're all people of color. And so they claimed that's why the attorney general Keith Ellison is Muslim. It's like (laughs) the layers and you're not really, you know, your congresswoman is Muslim and she's like, you know, stepping away from you guys. But they sued. And this is a thing that fraudsters do, right? They will go and they'll they will double down on the fraud, right? They will tr- double and triple down. This is like Trumpian mm-hmm. when they's like, I, I, you know, I declassified it. What are you talking about? The declassified, you know. <laughs> this is what's so troubling. Because what would it? Uh, is wait, this is your impression yeah. of Trump. He's Italian. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Hey, you know, I declassified on hey. my. <laughs> Forget about it. Yeah. Trump. <laughs> what if that was just <laughs> Trump's country? Forget Forget about it. You know, <laughs> it's like the uncanny valley. I don't even want to try yeah. to do a real impression of yeah. Trump. I'll just do like what he sounds like in my head kind of thing. Um, no, I was going to ask. These are so are these the people perpetuating this fraud? These are like some the like descendants of Somali refugees yeah. or they're claiming to be like feeding the descendants of Somali refugees? Because that's when you talk about Muslims in Minnesota, that's who you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, So I have the list of uh, names here. And they do, like, Amy Marie Bach is the run, she runs uh, uh, the future food thing, the feeding our future thing. That's a a white lady. But Yeah, yeah, that's a white lady. But uh, (laughs) I could share my screen here so you could see it, because there are I think they're they're probably claiming to feed the Somalis. Well, it's a lot of... You know know, I could tell? The names are... No, no, they're the Somali? restaurants. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The restaurants they seem very everyone. Um, at least yeah, very Muslim. These are Muslim names. Amy Bach is is, is one of like the a- uh, one of the board members. Someone that says, uh, "Look at me, I am the captain yeah. now." <laughs> 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 so let's do this. Let me share this here. Can you see? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we got uh, Abdukarm Abdullahi oh, yeah. Abdile Salim Ahmed Saeed. This Abdul is great. Kadir, I like this story. I, I'm actually pro <laughs> this fraud. This is yeah. now, now, now I'm with it. Yeah, but I now, like- now that I can see that it's African Muslim refugees, they have assimilated faster than you can possibly <laughs> imagine. You gotta imagine though, there are still kids in these communities that wanted to be fed and probably didn't get fed. So that's the thing. Like, did they feed the kids and just like like uh, pump up the numbers? I mean, like, where? How did this? end up going like and how do they rationalize well, this, these things the, what whatever they think? seized was the only thing that made me think that this is not just like oh you know we're padding the numbers they said that they like the federal government has seized guns and electronics um vehicles real estate bank accounts and jewelry international vacations were paid for so it's not like they just kind of amped up the numbers it seems like they kept some of the money and live large yeah i think it's more than 50 million dollars in property yeah. linked to like you know vacations real estate vehicles jewelry all this kind of stuff i mean they mm. bought a lot 
of stuff. It wasn't food. And so. <laughs> for kids. And, but how do you, ra- just, just to play the other side, how do you <laughs> rationalize this? Uh, well, in the case of Somalia, food, you know, food scamming was like a central tactic of like the warlords during the Civil War. Oh, oh shit. That's, inter- that's like a better Remember? sell than I thought it, you were going to give <laughs> Was that in Black Hawk Down? Yeah, well, that was why we sent troops, right? Because the warlords were hoarding the food, humanitarian aid, and then selling it oh, on the wow. black market. That's pretty parallel. Hmm. That's actually parallel to the Jeffs, too. <laughs> the snap abuse. Yeah. That's kind of crazy. So, I mean, and like, it seems like this place is going to go down. But it's striking to me that this, and they, they collaborated very well here. The, uh, some of the restaurants involved, Safari Restaurant in Minneapolis, they received $16 million in fraudulent funds. Brava Restaurant. Applebee's. Wow. Received that four, four <laughs> points. What? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. They beat out Applebee's. They beat out all these yeah. things. You know, like Shake Shack. They got PPP money. You know what I mean? Like, this is just all crazy shit. That they were able to you, do. you know how nice of a restaurant I could have in Minnesota for $16 right? million? Oh dollars. <laughs> SNS Catering, yeah. White Wacon Restaurant, $7.4 million. SNS Catering, that sounds exactly like a fraud. Yeah. Like, co- yeah. Or, like a fake or band. SNS. Yeah. What's that for? <laughs> Scams and stealing is what the S stands for. <laughs> we do a lot of FLDS weddings. Yeah. That's how we make our money. It's <laughs> a good market. I have a. I have a question in this whole thing because uh, I mean, I think you were the one that said they, the, the government sees guns. From this place. Why do these compounds always have guns to protect themselves, but they never can protect themselves? It's always seized by the government. Because yeah. they think like they 100% can. Like 100% of the time, yeah. it's seized. So I dated somebody oh, who was a prepper. Errand. Like, they came from a prepper family. Mm-hmm. And oh. it's, it's kind of the whole idea of, like, they want to take our guns as if the police aren't militarized and could absolutely kill you if they wanted to, even if you have guns. I think it's this illusion of people that they have control so if they have an organized group with a lot of guns, like we definitely can fend off whatever's coming. But then ultimately, when push comes to shove, they can't. <laughs> it's like that kid that tries to learn karate himself yeah. from a book. <laughs> Me, by the way. And, and then when he gets into like a real Damn. fight, just completely taken down. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, well, the Branch Davidians were putting up a pretty good effort before the government cheated and burned them all to death. <laughs> but see, they can cheat. That the is government true. can cheat. They can just do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. I don't know why they even try. <laughs> I mean, we've proven that we can send a drone to the other side of the planet and kill whoever we want, plus a wedding next door. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter. We they don't give a fuck. So yeah. what what makes you think? I mean, I will say January sixth they got fucking yeah, close. They just didn't see that shit coming. <laughs> that was that some like nine eleven lack of imagination Strength shit right there. That was what was like really <laughs> shit. You know what I mean? They can't stop it. Look at these cute idiots coming up to the fence. Wow, they're getting pretty close. <laughs> yeah. 
These look what? like friendly white Whoa. people coming in here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's got horns. That's something. <laughs> look at the passion in this crowd. <laughs> <laughs> he was another proud Arizonan. Yeah, man. The, the QAnon shaman. So, yeah, yeah. Oh, good yeah. showing good today. man. Yeah. <laughs> These people. I can't. I can't do it. You know, half that okay, crowd so was guess, Warren Jeff's kids, right? Oh, my God. Yeah, probably. <laughs> That's what I said. Like, how some many of, of the citizens of the Southwest are going to end up being related to this guy at some point? Yeah. That's why yeah. they study like Genghis Khan, right? Because yeah, it's the so bloodline. It's like the most common bloodline. Yep. Yeah. yeah. No. Everybody has a little Mongolian in them, and eventually yep. everyone yeah. will have a little bit of <laughs> Warren Jeffs. I hate that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is it's true in Iran too. We've got uh, like a whole part of the country in Iran where people have like an Asian, an Eastern Asian kind of uh, complexion and tone and facial features. And people would be like, "What's what's go? Why is this person speaking Farsi?" And then you go back, you're like, F- "Motherfucking Genghis Khan." That's the <laughs> that answer, kind of power. and that's always fucking trouble. Now they're gonna look like Warren Jeffs, which if you've seen yeah. him, not a desirable look. <laughs> it he never is. is no. By no. the way, there's no, no call yeah. where you go, "Wow, I love it. <laughs> they're hot." Wow, yeah. <laughs> just a young Leo DiCaprio. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think Scientology is the only one that gets away with that. No, right. that's true. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Because they don't they don't inbreed in Scientology, no. right? They they just get they <laughs> yeah. go right to central casting. Yeah, yeah. No, for how they they look at headshots so like, to get you in. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. what's her name? Uh Sheila from um you know the Rajanish. Now she was hot in her uh, day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She was a smoke show. Yeah. Right. You know. She could she could chair the uh the MILF cult, I think mm-hmm. now. Is that right? She could she's got great that's experience nice. to be on the board yeah. of directors. This is great, guys. We're making new ground here. <laughs> this is great. Um, also, I was just thinking of like, what does Warren Jeffs look like? And I was like, if you put like Elmer's glue and just let it yes. run down the side of a wall or something <laughs> like that, it's kind of like gives you For the sure. vibe. Or like, did you ever have Barbies or dolls that you squeeze their heads that way and then their head just kind of shapes itself like a bean? It's there that. There you go. Yeah. That's the way to do it. All right. he, he looks like a black comedian's white voice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was good oh, I love it alright next story here I think we've all heard about this Ron DeSantis okay. thing he used stimulus money for sending migrants who were here legally legally migrants to Martha's Vineyard this is again from Cake in our discord thank you so much Florida Governor Ron DeSantis appears to have turned to an unexpected funding source to help pay for his plans to fly migrants to liberal leaning communities the interest earned on his state's federal coronavirus aid a little known as part of the federal's federal Florida's recent budget dedicated about 12 million dollars to the relocation campaign an escalating effort that saw the state and saw the state send two planes filled with dozens of migrants, children included, to Martha's Vineyard. Wow, I didn't realize all of our stories today have a lot of children yeah. in it, and it's not intentional. <laughs> this is not our vibe generally. That and but, misappropriating um, federal we're aid here. seem to be the two themes. Yeah. Well, that I think is more our style, but this whole children thing. But anyways, anyways, uh, so DeSantis apparently said, I got $12 million for us to use, so we're going to use it. He said in a press conference uh, last Friday, telling reporters the goal is to make sure that we exhaust all of those funds. And to set up the program, DeSantis took advantage of the fine print in the American Rescue Plan. 
roughly $1.9 trillion of stimulus that was adopted by Congress uh, per President Biden's request last year. The measure supported by Democrats over unanimous GOP opposition included $350 billion for cities and states to boost their economies and respond to the public health crisis. Now, do we think Ron DeSantis boosted the economy of Florida or responded to the public health crisis by sending migrants to Martha's Vineyard? Mm. I mean, I mm. like that he said we're going to mm. we need to spend this money and like we're going to spend it on whatever we have to because we just don't want to waste it. Like, can you think of maybe some better causes in Florida? No, he no. can't. <laughs> he really can't. And I also, I'm really curious he as really to what this fine print is, because obviously that could be a big legal issue if he uses federal funds for something that they're not earmarked for. And I think it's really arguable, even with the broad categories that this American Rescue Plan designated, it's really hard to argue that like this sending of migrants to Martha's Vineyard as a, like, fuck you, falls in any of those categories. And so I'm not sure what they mean by fine print, except maybe that interest isn't really designated under anything, but even still. Yeah, you could use... Well, here's the thing. We go back to, like, the there's very little oversight on how these funds were used. And, again, we're uh, just want to reset here. Yeah, I want to reset here really quickly. Mackenzie Brennan is with us. Luke Thayer, the comedian. Justin Williams is here with us. We're rocking out about Ron DeSantis using those stimulus funds to send migrants to Martha's Vineyard. Cool. Yeah, so these the regulation was too low on all of this shit. And that was, the, that was how everyone, uh, how they were able to take advantage of it. Now, here's what is really diabolical, what he did. They lied on federal forms with the Homeland Security Department because they got migrants that legally came in to Texas, to Bexar County, to the Migrant Resource Center. So these were legally documented uh, immigrants that were here in the country looking to start a new life. The American dream, buddy. American dream. Mm. And Ron DeSantis lured them to Florida over the promise of jobs and then told them more lies and sent them to Martha's Vineyard. Now, the person that was most upset about this, besides the migrants, was Javier Salazar, the Bexar County Sheriff, who now has opened an investigation about what happened with these migrants that were in his county. Um, and they were lured, again, they were lured from Texas, flown to Florida, and then they're now they're working with private attorneys to figure out, how, you know, what what to do here. And what's crazy is that the sheriff even said, I don't know what statute he broke, but this is a this is wrong on a human level. This a is lot wrong. of folks are saying that it it falls under the human trafficking um, and kidnapping statutes under federal law, which I think is like from what I've read super perfunctorily does seem like it would fall under that because it's fraudulently inducing people to do something. It's weird that, that DeSantis did this to begin with. It's almost like he saw Greg Abbott sending migrants to New York and was like, that's a funny idea. I want some. And then induced people yeah. to come to Florida. Isn't this, isn't this a human trafficking yeah. problem? Isn't he yes. act literally trafficking humans like it does, for yeah, a bit? Some lawyers far smarter than me have been theorizing the same thing under the U.S. code. So... Cool move, man. It, it's great. It's great how you just don't. We just don't even see the like 
migrants as people. It's like something like it's like it's it's like even that even something like this can exist can show like how like just depraved uh, American society has become to where you're using like (laughs) the most desperate human beings in the world as like props as if it's punked. Like it's I just like load up a van full of homeless people (laughs) and just drop them off on a uh, my high school principal's uh, front lawn. I go, you just got zazzed. (laughs) This isn't like no, you're a bad person. It's going to be on next season. (laughs) You're a terrible person. Like, like this whole (laughs) discussion. It's like, it's like America is getting so out of control that like I'm moving my money overseas. Yeah. Like it's the fact that we're arguing about what law this falls under. We've missed the point. Like, (laughs) but that is the next step. Cause otherwise they're going to keep fucking doing it. And there's people that think it's cool. Like, it's like, there's a segment of the population that just wants to own. I mean, the other population so much at all costs. It's like, it's like, this is like how like the gladiators and stuff happen. (laughs) I know who thinks it's cool. Hey, hey, forget about it. <laughs> wow, that's an incredible. You should be on Saturday Live. Has anyone ever told you that? My name is Trump. Impression. Uh, I'm sticking to it. Hey, hey. big guy, Donnie Trump here. You know how uh, you. Hey. Ooh, yeah. Hickory dickory, forget about it. Anyways. But also, so the liberal politicians yeah, are ahead. messing up. So, you know, if I was Kamala Harris and I really wanted to become president instantly and they sent like, uh, you know, some migrants to my house in Martha's Vineyard, I would immediately wash their feet. <laughs> And then dry their feet with yeah. my hair in front <laughs> of the, the news cameras, right. and then welcome them yeah. into my home. Yeah, absolutely. and then I, and then I and then I would say thank you, uh, uh, Governor DeSantis, for bringing these wonderful Christians into my life. I think if uh, Kamala Harris may we to be take care of our brothers and sisters really quickly, she just gives Biden a little spook. <laughs> I actually think America's in a a hundred year decline. Where like the the outset over the last maybe like just the beginning, you know, five ten years. Do you think this is a, another sign, Justin? To your point that we're using human beings as like pawns. Is this a sign of like? The worst is not even here yet. Yeah, you have a society that's just like not thinking and then also has tribalized itself onto the internet. So now it's just going through more and more absurd links to try to make a point to the other side to where it's just like, it's dumb. And then like people are just supporting people that are obviously guilty to get back at the other side. It's just like... You know, all of it's all of it's brutal. Like like now, like I like the heel turn move now is like when you get caught doing something now, like you're not disgraced. Actually, you just play into it. Yeah. And then you actually have a permanent yeah. be- support base in society. And we just have no and that's like, like nothing matters. Yeah. And then it's like, well, this guy's anti woke. And it's like, no, he's actually a, a, a murderer yeah. that got away with it. <laughs> yeah. 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 My theory is that this started with Reagan and Thatcher because there was a real like individualistic and every man for himself type like we're turn your pull yourself up by your bootstraps kind of turned into everybody fighting against everybody else and i think that individualism with a side of nationalism somehow is like where this whole trajectory started and it's definitely sped up but that seems to be like world war ii at least there was a, a different sense of unity in some communities but like at least there was a mindset that existed whereas now 
it really is just anybody who you want to turn on. Yeah, the I think the advertising campaign of America's story was solidified yes. with Reagan, and it kind of got baked yes. into everything. And this whole bootstraps thing put not everyone has boots, right? We took the boots and away from a lot of people. Of like, other you, people you don't have that straps. You're doing the pulling now. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, this Ron DeSantis, speaking of Reagan, Ron DeSantis is probably, I mean, almost certainly going to run for president. And now. might do pretty well with that sector of people. Yeah. And, yeah. And, I, you know, as I was reading this stuff, I felt the rage <laughs> come inside of me. And I, I, like, wanted to, you know, at what point is it okay to wish physical harm <laughs> on a politician? I know he's not president yet. Well, that's the, uh, well, that's the cycle that that's the cycle that you're being tricked into. Right. And your hatred, right? on, your hatred only furthers and enables the entire system. Yeah. yeah it's like, it's, you know, the ooze in Ghostbusters, too. It responds to yes. your hate. I mean, you can feel it inside. <laughs> yes. Just don't. I am covered yeah. in that ooze, baby. I am. I'm we all have to hold hands now. <laughs> yeah. And sing a theme song. <laughs> Got to do some feet washing. Yeah. I. It's it's so. Tr- and I recognize that in myself. I mean, honestly, again, I keep talking about Iran because right now there's like protests going around the, the whole country. They just killed a young woman. And like people are now in the streets and they are beating the shit out of police officers. And I, I can't help but know that like this is this is what could happen if the government keeps doing fucked up stuff like this and people's lives are put at risk. You're going to start just violence begets more violence. And like this is an act of violence against yes. these people. I, there's no other way to put Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so you're saying you're stockpiling sure. weapons right now. Yeah, big time. <laughs> It'll be different I've for got, me. I've got a bu- I can yeah. take on the government. Yeah, weapons like <laughs> yeah, weapons like LaCroix, nah. some Evian water. Useful <laughs> stuff. <laughs> different stackables. All right, we got a few minutes left, guys. I want to talk uh and get our guests thing. We every show we do this where we ask you to tell us the last time you were scammed. I didn't prep you on this. This is like right out of the gate. I just want to know, tell me, when was the last time you were scammed or maybe the time that you were scammed that really comes to mind immediately, not necessarily the last time. Can it be scammed by Luke, proxy? Go first. Just to clarify. Oh. Okay. Sure. Sure. By proxy. Oh, legal terms uh, yeah. here. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> I, all right. Well, I'll tell you the most recent one that I thought maybe I was getting scammed was when I got the email to be on this show. <laughs> Because, because this is the this was the 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 um, subject. It said following up about your uh, our request, and I'm like, I never got the first one. So I was like, so I texted Justin, I'm like, is this for real? Because like, <laughs> it feels like you know how we spoke before about how you're going to give us money, and like, I, yeah. I don't remember that conversation. But we need to get your Venmo yet, I guess, is what I should also say. I know. (laughs) (laughs) But the thing is, I'm Midwestern. And so, like, we're much more passive in scams, even when we know it's happening. Like, two times, like, when I was just out of college and looking for a job, uh, I went to Monster.com. You know, that was a great place to try to find a real job. Yeah. And so, two times. One, uh, this guy had me. uh, It's a toy marketing company. Is what he said it was. And I got there and the interview was, leave your car here. We're going to go, I'll, I'll go show you like what it's like to be in the field. And it was just him driving us around to different small towns in Indiana, trying to sell toys out of his trunk. And <laughs> he's awesome. like, so you like this job? And I'm like, I'll get back to you. But I couldn't, I had to spend the whole day with him because he had left my car at the place. Free labor. And That's great. <laughs> free labor. I was, yeah, 
I was for that brief day, I was part of the FLDS. So um, he then another like just like a week later, I got uh, scammed into this thing, uh, you know, like the multi-level pyramid schemes. And like I, I got in there, I'm in the room with all the people and I'm like, I know what this is. There's no chance I'm going to sign up, but I'm also too Midwestern to just go, Hey, I got to go. No, absolutely. I'm not doing this. But and this one dude did stand up. He was like, stood up. And this is like 10 minutes into the speech. He goes, like, it just dawned on him. He goes, this is a pyramid scheme. Everyone, we need to get out of here right now. And he goes, who's with me? And nobody oh, said no. a word. And and he goes, I'm leaving. And he walks out. And the guy that was leading goes, I guess this guy doesn't like making money, huh? And oh, <laughs> everyone seen that laughed. And I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, I, and then they tried to put the hard pitch on me and, like, you know, give me the, the, the little cups of Kool Aid, which I'm like, I'm not, no, I, I will say no to the Kool Aid. A little on the nose. A little too on the nose. Yeah. Mackenzie, what about you? When was the last time you were scared? What's a big scam? So, the reason why I asked. Uh, scam by proxy or fraud by proxy is because just this last week um, I had a job interview. And so I was like, you know, pretty busy day. I'm stressed out. And my mom texts me and she's like, you got to look into the uh, the loan forgiveness thing because bless her heart. She helped me with loans my freshman year of college. So she has her info on some of the accounts. So she's like, you got to call them because the deadline is today and you have to give them all your financial information. And so I'm panicking because that is a legitimate thing. And I want loan forgiveness if I'm eligible. So I'm on the subway and I'm like looking up, um, trying to get to the federal websites to see when the deadline is because she believes it is today. And so I can't find anything that doesn't say October. And so I get home and I'm panicking now. And I say, mom, where are you looking at the date? Is it from the person who gave the loan or like, where are you seeing this? She's like, well, it's a voicemail. Oh, perfect. And it's from a number I don't recognize. And it says that we need to call them back today and give them our information. So I got roped into her susceptibility to the scam and very gently said, maybe like check the numbers before you go full throttle. Jeez, that stuff. Happens. Just take her phone away from Just, her. I, I'm maybe, sorry. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we won't be using this anymore. I'll keep this. <laughs> Let's like, you you right now. <laughs> You're going to miss it. You're going to miss it. You're going to miss Just it. Just go on your go, social go. right now. Don't think about it. Like, yeah. <laughs> So, yeah. Mackenzie, Luke, at MKZ, Joy, Brennan, at Comedian Luke. Great name. That's great. That's a great username. At Justin underscore Williams underscore comedy. I'm at Cena now. Uh, thank you all so much for being on Fraudwire. This <laughs> was so much fun. We talked about children <laughs> and Justice Frozen. Perfect face and for the Frozen. Yeah. Crazy. Oh, screen. Uh, this is going to be great trying to get his upload. There. I'm taking a picture right, of this. Uh, My computer yeah. froze. Uh, leave, it, leave it up. Don't. All right. Thanks, thank everybody. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. America.